Chapter 10. Wormwalled House. Since their flight, Alfie had continued searching high and low for Orin's study, hoping it might contain information on the creatures that had attacked them as well as the magic inside him. Robin and Madeline had helped him scour the castle, and Ashford seemed rather perplexed by the number of times he came across them investigating every inch of the walls and various rooms. The search was finally suspended, as shopping expeditions for new school uniforms overshadowed even talk of flying beast, bearskin rugs, and a secret study. Alfie was delighted when his dad bought him a brand new uniform. He was used to ill-fitting second-hand clothes that had made him feel embarrassed and uncomfortable in his old school. Now he was given a new jacket, shoes, sports bag, and expensive-looking sneakers. The monthly allowance from Mun and Bone must be good. His dad had even taken him to several hardware stores to buy all kinds of equipment for whatever he was building in his new workshop. The morning of the first day of the term finally came around and Alfie was enjoying kicking a ball around the playground with Robin and Jimmy. Madeline and Holly were under the trees at the edge of the playground searching for early horse chestnuts among the spiky green casings. Alfie was already impressed with Wormwald House. It was an old red brick building that seemed huge in comparison to his last school, a flat-roofed building with ugly, pebbled, dashed walls. Why don't we play over there, away from the fence, he suggested as the ball sailed over it for the third time. Would you listen to him, announced Jimmy as he squeezed through the railings and threw it back over. That's Merkel and Snitch's office. If we played in front of that... They'd guess give us a reason to have a detention, or even worse. He's right, added Robin. Last year, Billy Reynolds accidentally hit their window with a soccer ball. They made him cut the ball into exactly a thousand pieces with a pair of blunt scissors. Then he had to thread the pieces onto a bit of string and wear them around his neck for the entire term. It's hanging in the Hall of Penitence now. The Hall of what? asked Alfie. He didn't like the sound of it one bit. Penitence, the whole corridor's leading to the head the whole corridor leading to the head's office is like a gallery, showing off the weird punishments they give out. They frame their favorites for everyone to see. No way. Alfie still didn't quite believe the stories he had been told at the party. The school inspectors would have them fired or shut the place down if they did that. I told you what happens when our parents complain, didn't I? said Jimmy. The school inspectors just get taken straight to their office, then leave without bothering to look around. My brother Cormac thinks they're bribing them, but I reckon they're hypnotists or something like that. I asked my mom if they were doing it when she was here with Aunt Jenny. Uh, she couldn't remember. Maybe they were nicer then. Mom? asked Alfie in surprise, all other thoughts dropping away as Robin mentioned her name. He had forgotten that she had been a pupil at Wormwald House nearly 25 years earlier. He felt a pleasant warmth at the thought of studying at the same school. He wondered if she had gotten in trouble with Merkel and Sitch very often. A shrill whistle pierced the air, instantly silencing the playground. Keep still, said Jimmy, as Alfie looked around to see the other children frozen like statues. Miss Snitch was standing nearby with a whistle to her lips. Her eyes narrowed as she scrutinized the playground. Miss Merkel began to weave slowly between the frozen children. 
Here she comes. Don't move a muscle until you hear the second whistle, Jimmy muttered. Alfie stood perfectly still as Merkel moved closer, scanning the playground for movement. The girl nearest to him had been playing hopscotch when the whistle blew and hadn't been quick enough to put both feet on the ground. Sweat started to glisten on her forehead as she balanced on one leg. Merkel stopped in front of her, cocked her head to one side, and waited. Alfie winced in sympathy as he saw the girl's legs starting to wobble. The struggle to stay balanced under Merkel's unblinking stare was too much. Her leg finally gave way, and she fell forward into her friend. Detention! yelled Merkel pointing a stubby finger victoriously at the girl before searching for another victim. After what seemed like an age, there was another sharp blast of the whistle. The whole playground finally relaxed, and Alfie joined the stream of children flowing toward the main entrance to form straight lines facing the school. First year's here, please, called a familiar voice through the commotion. Alfie saw Miss Renard, standing in front of one of the lines and fought his way through the crowd to join it. Stand as straight and smart as possible. The headmistresses will inspect you in a minute. Don't let them see anything out of place. She gave Alfie, Robin, and Madeline a smile and motioned to Jimmy to tuck his soccer ball into his bag. Alfie copied the other children, standing as neatly and quietly as possible not daring to make eye contact with Merkel and Snitch as they quietly appeared. <laughs> A ragtag bunch of strays and scoundrels by the looks of them, said Merkel as she wandered down the line of trimming first years, her plump face screwed up as if she were sucking a lemon. Agreed, replied Snitch, keeping step with her sister on the other side of the line. She whisked a cap from a student's head and sent it whirling through the air, startling a family of sparrows as it caught in the branches of their tree. Holly okay was next. Alfred cringed as Snitch snatched an, or sl- or- snatched an orange slide from her hair and used it to clean her eye as she continued down the line. I believe some re-education of the correct dress code will be necessary during afternoon assembly today, Miss Merkel. After another achingly long minute of silence, during which Alfie hardly dared breathe, Snitch raised the whistle to her thin lips and gave it a sharp blast. With one last glare, she turned and marched up the school steps and through the large wooden doors, followed closely by Merkel. Both teachers and pupils breathed a sigh of relief as they disappeared. The homeroom teachers took their places at the head of each line. One by one, they led the way to class, starting with the oldest students. I didn't think we'd have to do this in secondary school, whispered Alfie as he watched the other lines marching through the doors. It's not every day, whispered Jimmy as Miss Bernard led the first years into their new school. My brother said that they do it now and then, whenever they fancy picking on us. Alfie found the school daunting, with its high ceilings and wood-paneled walls. The smell of wax, disinfectant, and polish filled the cool corridors and seemed to be coming from everything from the tiled floors to the cast iron radiators. The doomers of doom, 
said Jimmy dramatically as they passed the large double doors that led to the headmistress's office and the ominous Hall of Penitence. Miss Bernard's class was right at the back of the school, looking out onto the hills. It was bright and airy with an array of interesting objects on the many shelves, fossils, replica swords, tribal headdresses, an old gas mask, model trains from Stevenson's rocket to a Japanese bullet train. As Miss Bernard told them a little about her favorite objects, Alfie thought she seemed to be just as excited by history as his dad was by the way things worked. He was very glad that she would be their homeroom teacher for the year. The morning induction passed quickly as they moved on to copying down their weekly times tables and reading through the school handbook. Miss Bernard had come up with a name game for the whole class to play while getting to know one another. Alfie enjoyed hearing from all of his new classmates, with the exception of Edward Snoddington and his mean-faced friend, Hugo Pugsley, who Jimmy pointed out had an expression rather like a pug dog chewing a wasp. School lunch was a grim experience. Alfie had liked the lunch ladies at his last school, but the ones at Warmwald House were the surliest he had ever seen. His lunch consisted of a tough slab of boiled liver and a pile of carrots and sprouts that turned to mush as soon as he prodded them with his fork. Dessert was something wobbly and pink that tasted like antiseptic. Sorry, we forgot to warn you, said Madeline as she ate her packed lunch. Aunt Grace must have remembered the school lunches only too well and had prepared sandwiches for the twins along with a large slab of fruitcake. They donated a slice to Alfie and he ate it gratefully, savoring the juicy raisins as he decided to ask Ashford if he would mind making packed lunches. He never wanted a school lunch again. As it was the first day of the term, an afternoon assembly had been called. The whole school filed into the hall and took their seats on rows of benches, each worn smooth by many years of fidgety bottoms. Alfie felt a little nervous when he realized the first years were in the front row, right under the watchful eyes of the headmistresses. It didn't help that Edward Snoddington had chosen to sit next to him, apparently for no other reason than to look down his nose at him. Welcome back, growled Miss Merkel from the school stage. We hope your brains haven't rotted completely through lack of use. Just to make sure, we have arranged tests in every subject over the next week. A few groans were heard, but they were instantly silenced as Miss Snitch stood up to take over from her sister. Any student scoring a C or below in any subject will spend two weeks in after-school detention, brushing up on their studies. Oh, that's me missing soccer practice for two weeks, Alfie heard somebody mumble behind him. Alfie flinched involuntarily as Snitch turned her unblinking gaze onto the front row. Due to the disregard of the school dress code they exhibit today, First years will also have a test tomorrow morning. I suggest you all memorize the contents of the school handbook. Alfie groaned inwardly 
as the two headmistresses made everyone stand and recite the school rules after them. He had been planning on visiting Artan that evening and wasn't looking forward to having to study instead. You may sit, said Snitch, finally reaching the end of the huge list of rules. Alfie sank gratefully onto the bench, then leapt up with a yell, rubbing the seat of his trousers. He turned to see a spiky horse chestnut casing on his chair and looked sharply at Edward, who was staring straight ahead, a sly smirk playing around the edges of his mouth. You, boy! Miss Sitch screamed at Alfie with the accuracy of a sniper. What are you doing with your backside? Some of the first years began to laugh. Edward and Hugo laughed particularly hard. Only a couple of nervous coughs were heard from the pupils who had been at the school long enough to know better. They needn't have worried. Today, Snitch was saving all of her venom for Alfie. So, the king of the castle is also a jester, is he? No, miss, said Alfie, his cheeks burning white hot with embarrassment. There was a chestnut case on my... Silence, funny boy! Your mother thought she was funny, too, with all her little jokes. She stopped laughing after a year of detention. The whole hall gasped. A year of detention with Merkel and Snitch? Alfie couldn't believe his, that his mom had gotten into trouble at the school and was furious at the thought of the headmistresses picking on her. He hated Merkel and Snitch. Are you a bad seed like your mother? Alfie glared back at her. Have you lost your tongue? He shook his head, biting his lip. Then answer my question, boy. Are you a bad seed too? Alfie felt his cheeks burning as Snitch barked at him. Well? No, Miss Snitch, he burst out at last. And neither was my mum. Snitch's face went purple with rage. The buttons on her jacket nearly popped right off as she took a huge breath to blast her wrath down upon Alfie. Look out, she's about to blow, whispered Jimmy. Just before she could let rip, Merkel scurried over and whispered in her ear. Snitch's chest slowly deflated like a punctured balloon. She straightened her jacket and smiled malevolently down at Alfie. As this is the first day of the term, and I have a forgiving nature, the punishment for your insolence will be mild. Alfie began to breathe a sigh of relief, but saw the frozen expressions of everyone else in the room and realized he had relaxed too soon. Before you leave tonight, Mr. Wexford in the woodworking department will provide you with a square piece of board. You are to collect 100 horse chestnuts. On each of these chestnuts, you will neatly carve the words, I shall not play the court jester while I am a student at Wormwald House. You are to attach each of these reminders of your behavior neatly to the board and present it to us in the morning. How am I going to find a hundred chestnuts and do all that in? Began Alfie. Silence! Do you want me to make it one thousand? Alfie pressed his lips together. Very good. Then we will see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. sharp. 
you suicidal or something? breathed Jimmy as the headmistresses marched from the stage. I can't believe you got all the penitence punishment on your first day. Sounds like she had it into for your ma, so I'd be careful if I were you. Don't bawl them out in public again. Ha, still a good one for you, ha, he grinned. Mr. Ramday, the music teacher, began to play the piano and led the whole school in singing Getting to Know You from The King and I. Alfie scowled at Edward, who was still too busy snickering at his chestnut trick to sing along. Three enemies in one day, Alfie thought. That had to be some kind of record. Time pass. I'm never going to find a hundred chestnuts, sighed Alfie during the afternoon break. He flopped to the ground under the horse chestnut tree and counted out the eleven he had managed to collect with the help of Robin and Jimmy. Yeah, you might be right there, said Jimmy unhelpingly. Me and Maddie will help look for more on the way home, said Robin more encouragingly, but Alfie knew it was unlikely. The kids of the village had pretty much picked the ground under the trees clean. Maybe he could climb up to pick and peel the unripe ones. He didn't like to think about what would happen if he failed in his punishment. Hey, Alfie, called Madeline, rushing over with Holly. I found these this morning. Thought they might come in handy. She tipped six chestnuts into Alfie's lap. You can have mine, too, said Holly with a smile, offering up 18. We got a tree in our garden. Thanks, Holly, said Alfie. Well, that's just over a third of them. Uh, that's the spirit, said Jimmy, as the bell sounded and they headed to their classes. If you make it to 50, maybe they only will kill, half kill you tomorrow. <laughs> Alfie was highly relieved when the school bell finally marked the end of his first day at Wormwald House. The twins helped him scour the ground for chestnuts on the way home. Hey, new kid! Someone shouted. Alfie turned to see a group of older students led by a dark-haired boy. Billy Reynolds, he introduced himself. Way to wind up M&S on your first day. Very good of you keep very good of you to keep them off everybody else's back, said the tall mousy girl behind him. Glad you got something positive out of my pain, said Alfie. Well, yeah, you might thought you might like these. Billy handed over a paper bag full of chestnuts. There's 41 in there. We've been collecting all afternoon. Loads of people donated. Hey, that's brilliant. Thanks, said Alfie, touched by the gestures. Nah, no worries, said Billy. Maybe your masterpiece will hang next to my old soccer ball. Immortalized in the Hall of Penitence. Time passed. You're quiet tonight, said his dad, as they ate together in the great hall. After dinner, how about helping me work out why water swirls the wrong way down? The plug hole's here. Sorry, Dad, said Alfie. I got a lot of homework and a test tomorrow. I'd better study. He had decided not to tell his dad they had gotten into trouble on the very first day of school. A test already? Good. Well, I'm, I'm glad they're keeping you on your toes. Anything I can help you with? Alfie pulled the school handbook out of his bag and handed it over. His dad's face dropped as he flicked through it. It's okay, you're excused, Alfie laughed. All right, right, well, I'm gonna go check out those plug holes, said his dad, clapping his hands and rubbing them together. Give me a shout if there's anything on math or science. At half past nine, Alfie finally took a break, putting down the compass he had been using to painstakingly scratch his lines into each chestnut. 
He tried to stretch the cramp out of his hands, which felt as though they were turning into claws. Fifty-nine, he counted as he glued the one he had just finished to the board, almost completing the fifth row of ten. He hoped Amy was having a better time at Helston Middle School than he was at Wormwald House. A gust of wind blew the shavings from his desk as Artan swept in through the window and landed on Alfie's bed. <laughs> he mumbled before coughing something out of his bed. What was that? asked Alfie. I said that's the lot, said Artan, proudly nudging the little pile of chestnuts in front of him with his nose. I could find you another hundred if you like. No, no, thanks, said Alfie. That's all I need. Besides, he gave the bear a wary grin. Any more and I'll go nuts. He nearly jumped out of his skin as Artan roared with laughter. The bear seemed to appreciate hearing puns just as much as making his own. Alfie! called his his dad's voice from the hallway. Quick, quick, on the floor, whispered Alfie. Artan slid onto the floor near the fireplace and assumed a frozen, open-mouthed expression just as Alfie's dad entered the room. Uh, were you laughing at something? Um, just thinking about something funny that happened at school, said Alfie quickly. He knew his dad would be thrilled by Artan, but would ban him outright from something as dangerous as going on flights with the bear. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it there, smiled his dad, but I'm surprised that they gave you so much homework on your first day. What is this, anyway? He started across the room toward the chestnut-covered board. Uh, just an art project, said Alfie quickly, snatching the board away before his dad saw the lines carved into the chestnuts. I don't want, I don't want anyone to see it until it's finished. Oh, oh okay, I, I can understand that, said his dad, tapping the side of his nose. Top secret stuff. Well, ready for bed and lights out in ten minutes. Uh, you don't want to be late and get into trouble in your first week. Uh, who, me? I'm planning on being a model student, Dad, said Alfie, wearing his best innocent face. Hmm, uh, you can start at home by keeping your room tidy, said his dad, ruffling his hair. Well, good night. He stopped on his way out the door, a puzzled expression crossing his face as Artan caught his eye. I don't remember seeing him before. Oh, yeah, Uh, I found him in one of the towers, uh, just seeing what he looks like uh, in my room. Hmm. I didn't think that would be your kind of thing. A fine beast, though. Uh, Must have been a king among bears. A wise man, said Artan, rippling proudly as soon as the bedroom door clicked closed. Knows what's what. A king among bears. That's me. It was two in the morning by the time Alfie glued the last chestnut to the board and began his second task studying the school handbook for the test. He finally fell asleep around four, rules, regulations, and chestnuts swimming through his mind. Time passed. The next morning, as he warily dragged himself through the school gates, nervously clutching his punishment, Alfie was very surprised to see that other students were lying their route to the school doors. A rhythmic clap began when he appeared. Madeline and Holly raced up to meet him as he entered the schoolyard. They've been waiting for you, 
said Holly, as the clapping grew faster and faster. Go on, then. Hold it up. She pushed his arms up so that he was holding the chestnut-covered board high in the air. The playground rang with resounding applause and whistles. It seemed that getting the first punishment of the year had given him a legendary status at his new school. Alfie held his punishment proudly to his chest like a badge of honor, and the students began to chant as he walked down the line toward the school doors. Alfie! 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 Students patted him on the back and wished him luck as he passed. Alfie! 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 All except Edward, who didn't look at all happy that his trick to embarrass Alfie had backfired. Alfie marched up the school steps and into the cool halls. The jubilation he felt at his warm at his warm reception slowly turned to fear as he saw Merkel and Snitch waiting for him outside the Hall of Penitence. Oh, quite the welcoming committee, sneered Merkel as Alfie stopped in front of them. One might think you were enjoying your punishment, said Snitch, glaring down at Alfie, who shook his head hurriedly. Well then, hand it over! Alfie held out the board and waited anxiously, while Merkel and Snitch carefully examined his work. Mm, Shoddy workmanship! Sniffed Snitch. And the writing is awful, said Merkel. Appalling, appalling. I've a good mind to ask you to do it again. Alfie stared dolefully at Merkel and Snitch as it dawned on him that they would never be satisfied with his work. He imagined a whole year of punishments every single night. Each one rejected the next morning by the two crazy headmistresses. However, Snitch continued, as we are in rather a good mood, we will accept this feeble attempt. Although it is hardly worth gracing the spot we have reserved for it. Alfie looked up in surprise. Thank you, miss, he stammered starting to inch away from them. Can, 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 I, can I go now? You may go! But remember! His snitch as she glared down at him. We will be watching you! Alfie dashed off to his first class, slightly disappointed that he didn't get to see the Hall of Penitence firsthand but relieved that his punishment was over. If that was Merkel and Snitch in a good mood, he never wanted to see them furious.